RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. All right, let's get into that feedback, shall we? I have another special guest joining me today. It's Liz of RCR Mailbag fame. Liz is the one who keeps the wheels spinning and makes sure all our hosts, including me, hear what you want to share with us. She's been kept especially busy this past week, as you can imagine, with all the feedback on our political coverage. So, Liz, great to have you on RCR Breakfast. Pleased to be here, Paul. <laughs> you must have seen bit... you must have seen read, processed, forwarded. Oh gosh, how many thousands of texts and emails? Crikey! I know, I know. <laughs> I live it, sleep it, dream it. <laughs> dream it. Oh dear. Some Probably. Of them, I, hope you, I hope you don't. Okay, so um, first up, I, I think it's probably a good place to start our uh, special election webinar held on Saturday. Feedback from that. Earlier this week, Dave, our producer, read out some of that feedback. We heard that. Right now, this morning, we have some more. And by the way, thank you to everyone who uh, wrote or texted. We appreciate, of course, hearing from you. Um, and probably don't need to remind you, but I will. Our mission is to bring to you both sides of the story. We do understand how easy it is to become an echo chamber. Well aware of that. We work hard each day to improve and to keep you informed with, like you've heard, rational discussion, common sense and open debate. And before we get started, again, those addresses inbox at realitycheck.radio or text 2057. Okay, Liz, let's start with that uh, webinar feedback, shall we? Um, what are you going to start us on? Well, First up, we've got some feedback on the election special, as you've said, that was held on Saturday. Yep. Um, our first listener is Dr. Dean Carter from Auckland, and he's written in to us and he says, Kiora RCR team, thank you for all the election night Zoom. I watched it on TV and on RCR bilaterally from start to finish. I enjoyed commentary at the start with the first guy. I can't remember his name. He was on with Paul and had a wealth of knowledge. Morris. Morris Williamson, yeah. And and boy, did he have a wealth of knowledge. Not only that, he wrote computer algorithms to analyse the voting patterns, and he had 30 years of being an MP and Cabinet Minister in Parliament, so incredible knowledge well, to bring yeah. to bear. Though I know he said a few things that, that uh, <laughs> got the nerves of a few people, but hey, whatever. Indeed. <laughs> So Dr. Dean goes on to say, I also enjoyed the stints with Marie, Cam, Nat and Rodney. The live from Peter in Paris was a bonus. What a game that was. Yep. It was great to see you all um, as you came. No bells or whistles, just use. Rodney was hilarious with his deer hunter regalia, but <laughs> soft um, with in-depth knowledge and commentary. So, some but, people thought he had fallen asleep. <laughs> I think that was later on, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Funny. Sorry, um, when, sorry, no, when Paul was on a bit of a nervous dive here and there, the girls picked up the vibe around him. But so lovely to hear and see authenticity being bled by Paul. It was right. I was right there with you, bro. I think I was told to put my happy trousers on. Yes, Marie said about putting your happy pants on, didn't no, she? happy pants. <laughs> put on your happy pants, she said. Oh, I think okay. we all felt it, though, Paul. It's yep. understandable. Um. So what I love about you guys is that you can all give your own opinion and discuss and hear each other out. No love lost. It's just so refreshing. I'm a daily RCR listener. Your show stands out. I love your work. I'm so grateful for what you each bring forth to us listeners who keep on 
who are on similar wavelengths, or maybe even not. You all rock the freaking Casbah, so keep it up. Rock so that the Casbah. Yeah, I like the that song. Great yes. Song. Oh, well, that was um, so nice. Sorry I interrupted you, no, but no, no, uh, no, no. you triggered so me on the was... song title. <laughs> so that was from Dr. Dean Carter, and he was from Auckland. So next up, we've got some more feedback from the Saturday night um, webinar, and this is from Brigitte Light. Um, so she starts with, it was bloody good. Oh, cool. That's great. <laughs> I, was on, I was on between 7 and 9.30. I also tuned into the NZ Herald's online show and TV One's live coverage also. Those shows were boring compared to yours. I loved that you had commentary from people about past elections, views and backgrounds of electoral candidates, an ex-parliamentarian speaking about pre-election and election time from their past experiences. Of how the current candidates may be feeling at this time, it was true commentary, analysis, discussion, opinions, delving into the past. That's how true journalism should be. It kept me awake, whereas the other two shows put me to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for a great show. Regards, Brigitte. Oh, Brigitte, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. No, it was nice. Yeah. So, Paul. really good about that. Yeah. Have you got something there too? couple of emails about Saturday as well. One from Deb. She says, hi, all. A huge big thank you to everyone on the election night event. I was not looking forward to the night as my husband, a national voter, and not awake. I don't know how Ooh. these households work, i got to say. But anyway, no. <laughs> was determined to watch MSM. I thought I would need to go out for the night just to avoid it. On Saturday <laughs> afternoon, I decided to buy my ticket to your event. It was such a lovely evening, listening to everyone's chat along with the results. Thank you to each and every one of you. Hearing from Peter and France, listening to Rodney's comments and Natalie's positivity are just some of the enjoyable parts of the evening. Thank you so much. Lovely to have like-minded people. Kind regards, Deb. Thank you, Deb. And another one from Raywin. Dear team, thank you so, with I think five O's on the end of the S, so much for your superb election coverage, both the build-up to and on the night. The candidate interviews were superb, so many wonderful people with courageous stories. I felt like I knew many of them personally by the end of their interviews. Oh, that's nice, yeah. Yeah. And I love the political panels. Yeah, It's a lot of fun to do, I can tell you. Great <laughs> thought-provoking stuff. Thank you. I've always voted, but for the first time ever, I felt I was really able to make an informed and intelligent vote. Thank you. Raywin. So, uh, and she says, P.S. I am a foundation member and have been listening and supporting RCR since day one. I really appreciate the blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into building up such an extremely valuable platform. The incredible information, the opinions offered, and the conversations shared. I cannot thank you enough. Thanks again, Raywin. Well, thank That's you. Cool. Raywin, and you know what I'll do when when it comes to the next song because you mentioned day one. I'm going to play the song that we started with on day one. What was it, March twentieth, twenty twenty three? I'm going yeah. to play that song anyway. Just saying, cool. because, because you've triggered me into that, Raywin. So, <laughs> um, um, what else do we have, Liz? Okay, well, Paul, it's not all roses, of course. Oh. Um, so we do get a fair share of constructive criticism, yep. which can be very robust at times. And that's okay. It's fair to say that a number of listeners have taken exception to opinions some of our hosts have shared here on RCR. And on the topic of elections, there's been quite a bit of discussion about the so-called, oh gosh, wasted votes. 
about what happens to votes for parties under the threshold and about the minor parties. So let's um, set out on that uh, particular direction, Liz. Yes, we've got one here from Mark Camilleri. I hope I've pronounced your name right, Mark. So he goes on to say, seriously, your continuous and spurious attacks on the Freedom Party voters as a wasted vote is, in my opinion, so misdirected and hypocritical. Most people thought you represented a call for a 100% free, balanced and democratic radio. Yet you failed to mention that nearly 40% of the Kiwis who went to the polls, despite three years of tyranny, still voted for the left. You also failed to mention the fact that 632,000 fewer people voted in this election compared to 2020. Yet if both of these significant groups would have voted for the right or for NZ first, that would have changed things considerably. But alas, you only focus your spurn on the other Freedom Party voters that represented only 2% of the poll. Could you please take a more balanced view in future? I know you will take this all as constructive criticism, which is why I will always listen to RCR, which is still head and shoulders above MSN and the platform. Best regards, Mark Camilleri. Well, um, thank you. Thank you, Mark. One thing I would say about that, Liz, is, yeah, 2%. Okay, but 2% added to the nearly 7% is 9%. Yeah. And and that's kind of what we were thinking. Could have made a difference. We, you know, so that 2%. Could have meant a, a hell of a lot, just saying. Okay. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. Okay. Carry on. So, yeah, we've, we've also got another un, um, email unhappy about the coverage from Franzi and Scott. So they go on to say, I feel very disappointed about this election reporting. I have been expecting an open mind and fair reporting from RCR, as we have been very loyal listeners to all your programs. But it seems you are completely biased. How can you blatantly support only the main parties and one that has supported this whole scheme from the beginning. Winston Peters was involved in bills such as the abortion bill and signing up to the UN global migration, the gender stuff and the mandatory vaccination, exclamation mark. He has been involved in politics for over 40 years and has barely kept any of his promises to the people. Where has your balanced reporting gone? You should only be swaying to one side and putting down any other parties. If you are freedom-based, honest channel, you would not be siding with any particular party or slandering another. I wonder whether you will publicly mention this comment like all of the compliments you receive. Probably not. I feel utterly saddened as you were such a, uh, such a promise. I would love to be sent some transparent information about how you were funded. And as now we are deeply concerned about your intentions from Franzi and Scott, a family of saddened listeners. Let us know when you'll be mentioning these two comments, as we would like to hear you reporting fairly, including our voices. Well, there you go. There you have it. Yeah, we, there you go. We've just read it out. And thank you for sending that in. Okay. Okay. There are a couple of things to unpack in these emails. First, the thing is, what's important to understand is we're not here to tell you only the things you want to hear, but also to share information that might not be welcome. It's really summed up in the name of our station, Reality Check Radio. We're here to provide a reality check. You might remember one of our promos says it's time for a reality check. Well, that's what we're all about. The fact is, there was no empirical evidence that any of the minor parties, other than NZ First, would break the 5% threshold. Notwithstanding this, we gave the minor parties a really fair shake 
I know on my show we did, Cam's show, um, uh, Natalie's show, Rodney, all the shows, they got the coverage and positive coverage. But we have a duty to our listeners to present the facts as they are, not as we might wish them to be. The only evidence showing was that New Zealand First was going to get above the threshold and that they had six candidates in their top 12 who shared freedom values, including Erica Harvey, Kirsten Murphitt and Lee Donoghue, who had been strident in their calls. Unfortunately, given the vote that went to the parties that were never going to make the threshold, Erica, Kirsten and Lee have missed the cut. Okay, so hopefully that uh, clears that up. Okay, Liz, what else have we got? We've got one here from Don Sinclair. Um, And he says, hi there to all. RCR election party night was good and a good program to watch. Morris Williams does have the hard knowledge and experience in regard to elections and the running of governments, etc. But he was telling it as it was happening, involving lots of gains for the National Party, which I could see was getting on the nerves of quite a few RCR listeners by the comments coming on on the computer screen. Yeah, the chat. (laughs) Yeah, I remember seeing the chat whizzing by during that time. It was a hard night for the Freedom listeners in what they have had to put up with these last three years with the now ruling Labour Greens government. Also like me, they can see the National Party leader will play the part of a puppet for the global predators, just like Jacinda did. We all voted for NZ Loyal in an act of defiance of the NZ government, which includes all of those members who served in that parliament and the public servants and the NZ health workers, doctors, who ended up acting just like those Germans controlling people in Auschwitz. So this election was not like any other election we've ever had in New Zealand. Morris and Cam just sadly did not appear to think about this situation on the night. I'm sorry to say that they fell into the trap thinking all was normal, and it's not. Yours sincerely, Don Sinclair. I don't know if they fell into a trap. I, I think they called it kind of how they saw it, and it, that's how it turned out to be. But fair enough, Don. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Liz, so, um, carry on. Yeah, we've got a bit more on a similar subject, I guess, Paul. James has ridden in. Hi, Paul. I'm a regular listener and foundation member. I attended one of NZ Loyal's events and was very disappointed to hear Liz Gunn telling us that she and her candidates were excluded by RCR and that only Rodney Hyde would have her on his show. Liz read out a list of numbers of the parties and how many times they'd come on, and it did sound very much as though her party had been treated unfairly, having many fewer interviews than the other parties. Myself and others I've talked to consider this would have negatively influenced her campaign. Appreciate your work otherwise, but please address this issue, James. Yeah, well, I think we've talked about this quite a bit in the run-up, you know, and um, I've certainly uh, mentioned that I approached her and we wanted them on. So um, it might have seemed like that to them. And and when you're in a, you know, when you're in a fight for your political life, I guess, (laughs) you're going to see things in a certain way, but. Okay, um, thank you, James. Anyway, guys, I'm not sure what Liz said exactly as to the numbers, but we've had quite a few emails like this one that have come in. So presumably something like this was said at more than one event. So I'll just say that. Now, the producers have reviewed the number of RCR interviews being bandied about by some of her followers, and there's an issue because it's simply not comparing apples with apples. 
We'd been operating for over five months, even before the party even released its first candidates. With over 48 hours of original content per week, that meant we were already around 1,000 hours of interviews. (laughs) Think about that. 1,000 hours of interviews before any New Zealand loyal candidates were announced. Obviously, a lot of time has been dedicated to politics since we started, and all political parties have been invited on. I think we've had 14 different parties come on. 14. So in any case, naturally, there are dozens of interviews with other parties due to that fact. Well, he did say you invited her on. Yeah, that's right. Now, I've seen footage from Liz Gunn's events these past two weeks where she said the same thing about her not being invited on and other things, saying that Rodney was the only one to invite her on. It's simply, I'm sorry to say, it simply isn't true. I think, guys, it's time for a bit of a reality check, let's say. The truth is that Liz was invited on our station, on this show and others, like I just said, multiple times by multiple hosts throughout July and August and September. I texted her several times, and my PA Fleur also emailed her. Then I know other hosts and producers were also in touch. She did not come on. Finally, she agreed to come on in late September with Rodney. She could have come on to speak at any time with these other hosts, but she chose not to. There are at least half a dozen interviews featuring loyal candidates. And if I recall correctly, one of her candidates actually announced her candidacy on RCR with Natalie (laughs) Cutler-Welsh. Yeah. The fact that we continued to interview other parties that did agree to come on is just what stations like ours do. The news cycle didn't grind to a halt just because Liz Gunn decided that she had higher priorities. The hate and vitriol that a small minority of loyal fans or loyalists, as they refer to themselves, have unleashed on social media and in our inbox as a result of flat-out lies told by the leader of NZ Loyal has been Well, very disappointing, to say the least. So anyway, I'm not keen to keep banging on about this, but it just seems that a lot of people haven't appreciated the bad behaviour that's been going on behind the scenes. And, you know, despite all of this, we continue to offer Liz and the other minor party leaders the opportunity to present on our platform. At last count, there were over 50 hours of such content. You won't find that anywhere else. You won't. We were the only media outlet to offer these parties the opportunity to truly get across what they were about. So any more NZ loyal feedback, Liz? Yeah, we've got some pushback feedback regarding NZ loyal. There's been a lot of feedback come in from listeners who did get where our panellists and hosts were coming from when they talked over the election issues and in relation to the minor parties and the so-called wasted vote. One here from Mike. Um, To the people who wrote in saying, get off Liz Gunn's back, here's a message from me to them. Understand if you are not polling at 4% now, you will never get over the line and your vote is wasted. Remember, if you don't get over the line, you don't get a say inside the tent. This is common sense and not rocket science. Swallow the pill and do the right thing. Cheers, Mike. And I've got another email from Ian here as well. Mm -hmm. It's a bit on the longer side and it came in right before Election Day. But I'm going to read the whole thing as I think it covers it all pretty well. 
So here we go. So this is from Ian. Morning, Paul. To the NZ loyal supporters who have taken exception to criticism of the party they support, we are in a war. We have to get good people into Parliament to support our fight against tyranny. Despite NZ loyal having many splendid candidates and good policy one-liners, cannot find the details for them. The simple fact is that loyal can only get a maximum of two MPs, no matter how big a vote they achieve. At the moment, there is no indication NZ Loyal would get anywhere near the 5% threshold anyway. NZ First has at least four notable freedom candidates that will get in if they get 9.5% of the vote. At 8%, they get two in, and at 8.8%, they get three. This is vastly more likely to happen than NZ Loyal getting any. We just have to get behind the party that is the only possible option that gives us the best return. It is the reality. NZ First has well-developed policies on so many of the things dear to our collective hearts. I believe we have to give the biggest presence to the one realistic option for our cause at the biggest election of our lives. We may not get another chance to stick a wedge in the tyranny machine if we don't get in there in a big way now. Tyranny let's machine, remember... I like it. I like it. Tyranny machine. Carry <laughs> it's on. You can imagine that wedge going in there. Yeah, yeah, and um, gumming it up. Causing all yeah. sorts of mischief. <laughs> and let's remember, Winston Peters made enemies of the wealthiest and most influential people in New Zealand ever since he pinned them in the wine box inquiry. Maybe that's why the MSM have it in for him relentlessly and the other parties smear him. He is not in their big gang. Worth thinking about. All the best, Ian. Wow. Okay. That was um, that was quite uh, – was that an email or a text? I think that was an email, was it? Must I think been. that was an email, yeah. 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 Texting that would have taken ages. All right. <laughs> have you got anything more on that topic, Liz? Before well, we I've got that. one one more here. I think it's from the text machine. There's no name. It's a bit harsh, but I think it covers the same territory. Okay. Responding responding to the flakes who voted for Liz Gunn, none of you could add up to the 150,000. Your ignorance, your looseness, your childish protest vote, your utter sabotage against your own selves, and therefore New Zealand is just obscene. I repeat, obscene. After all the damage... All the deaths after everything, you threw your toys out of the cot. You cost us Erica, Kirsten and Lee. No words. You are a sabotaging bunch of flakes. Liz will be nowhere to be seen in three years. Wow. <laughs> wow. Goodness, that was a bit a bit hard hitting. No mucking around there. Absolutely not. What about um, something more positive, though? Depending on how you look at it, that could have been positive. I don't know, but... Okay, yeah. what else have we got? Okay, well, yeah, let's get back into the positives. I have to say I do much prefer them. But, of course, it's really important we do hear from people both positive and negative. So we've got one here from Alison Rowe. The Alison Rowe. Sorry, the Alison Rowe, the runner Alison Rowe. Do we know? I don't know. Could okay, be. Maybe. Maybe, right. she'll, maybe she's listening and she'll let us know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. Carry no, on. it's okay. I applaud Reality Check Radio for cleverly cutting through the mainstream narrative and for highlighting what our last government and media should have honestly been sharing with us on many fronts in the interests of truth and transparency. Always good to hear views and opinions. How good it would have been if a group of the minor parties with brilliant and brave policies were able to put differences aside and come together for real change next time. It's energising to listen to the Reality Check interviews, usually in the car or in the garden. 
Oh, thanks for peeling back the layers and shining a light on what is really going on, as so many have never had the curiosity to find out. A big hi to Rodney Hyde, who was the poster boy for centralisation. You could have him on about that. Um, and Peter Williams, who has been such an iconic sportscaster, amongst other things. Love what you all do. I'm one of you. All the best, Alison Rowe. I wonder if it is the Alison Rowe. And uh, that um, thing about the car and the garden, particularly the car, people have said to me, I love listening to you. I'm in the car, but I can't get out of the car because I can't stop listening. I have to sit no. in the car longer than I planned. Sorry about that. No, okay. no, no. It's cool. Um, and we've got another one here from Felicity Baird. Yes, I enjoyed the RCR election night special but it wasn't quite what I expected. I was disappointed we didn't get to see and hear Winston's interview. And to be honest, I think Cam was the most uninteresting person on the night. I find his snarky and repetitive dialogue quite negative. So I was quite happy that he wasn't front and centre on the night. Accolades go to Paul, Marie, Rodney and Natalie for their intelligent and chatty comments on the night. It was lovely to see all your faces too. I think you did a great job but it would have been good to get more visual voting information. But that's just because I'm visual and it would probably be difficult to do on Zoom. But Rodney, splash out and get a new cap, maybe an RCR one. I'm thankful I could join the RCR team as I don't think I could have stomached watching MSM. Well done, Felicity Baird. Oh, that's lovely, Felicity. And uh, you will have to um, make sure Rodney's got the RCR hat next Yeah, time. I wonder why he doesn't wear one. <laughs> well, um, I think it's the Southern Man thing, isn't it? Oh, maybe, yeah. Was he out hunting or something before that, or you know, um, trout fishing or something? I don't know. Okay, what else have we got? So, um, just one more, Paul. Um, Jan says, "Thank you for an excellent presentation." Though I didn't stay up until the end, you had an interesting and varied group of commentators who ably and willingly shared their knowledge and experience. Though some abused the opportunity to contribute via the chat facility by making rude comments. We are a diverse group of people who, with a common purpose, can be affected by listening, demonstrating unity, and using reasoned debate as modelled by your interviewers. The election has clearly demonstrated the need to establish a unanimous priority for action to achieve change together. With kind regards, Jan. Wow, what a list of um, of feedback that you've brought to the program this morning, Liz. That's incredible. The, <laughs> a lot of work there, yeah. pu pulling it together, and um, a, a great range of opinions and, um, and thoughts there. So um, thank you for doing that. No, it's been fun. Been fun to do that. Okay, and keep on doing it, and you will be. Yeah, I'm in my <laughs> I, happy place when I'm in the inbox. I look forward to to getting those um, forwards from you every morning, believe me. <laughs> now, I just want to say a few more words. All the different hosts here at RCR, including myself, have the freedom to express our own opinions. It sort of was kind of the deal, all right? And this applied to politics as much as any other area. If people remember that from the start of RCR, several of our hosts and contributors were fans of Democracy NZ and expressed their support and interest in that party. And if you'd been a regular listener to Rodney Hyde's two shows per week, you'll know that he's been a big supporter of voting without regard to that 5% threshold, whereas Cameron Slater advocated for taking into account both what a party stood for as well as the likelihood of that party gaining any representation. 
This is the beauty of free speech, folks. RCR is a space where ideas, news and opinions are shared. And we trust that you, the listeners, are intelligent enough to choose what sits right with them for you. As to comments suggesting that RCR was set up to give the minor parties a voice, this isn't the case. RCR was set up as a platform to welcome back common sense, rational discussion, open debate, which by its very nature has meant that minor parties had more opportunity for a fair hearing on RCR than any other platform in the country, by a country mile, I would say, or kilometre. Minor parties have enjoyed hours and hours of coverage on our station, unlike anything they'd ever experienced before. 200 interviews relating to local, national and international politics, including over 150 concerning our 2023 general election and over 50 hours of the minor parties. So some final words as we finish up this segment. Thanks again for all your feedback. Remember, you can text 2057, email inbox at realitycheck.radio. You can share your thoughts. Again, our mission is to bring to you both sides of the story, to keep you informed with rational discussion, common sense, and open debate. We may sometimes fall short, but that is always our goal. Liz, thanks again for coming in. No, thanks for having me, Paul. And collating up that feedback, and I think that's been really interesting for folk to listen to because it gives a a great insight into the diversity of views of our listeners, and and, and that's really good. So thanks for that. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.